Our meeting's on Zoom today. I have to put on makeup. I know that's the good thing about doing Insta Live with Gretchen every day. I have to at least have lipstick on and my hair combed by 1 p.m. every day. (laughs) You are way ahead of me. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to talk to our favorite costume designer, Allison Fanger, about how to dress for Zoom meetings. The rules seem different, or are they? We will find out. Then we've got a mental take-a-hike, courtesy of none other than friend of the pod, Violet Fane. And this week's Hollywood hack will enrich the time you're spending safer at home. And we are dedicating this episode to our amazing friend, Suzanne Teven. Suzanne died recently after a long illness. Um, And Sarah, we talk about being happier in Hollywood. Well, Suzanne was someone who made us and a whole lot of other people happier in Kansas City. Yes, she did. Okay, before we dive in, I want to remind everyone that Happier with Gretchen Rubin is nominated for a Webby in the health and wellness category. Today is the last day to vote. The link to vote is in our show notes on happierinhollywood.com, and it's very easy. So please, everyone, vote for us. And we also want to read an email from Alex, who said the COVID-19 mantra Liz shared in episode 154, if not now, when, resonated with her. Alex said, this episode really hit home for me. I was laid off in early April and my husband was offered a buyout and he has to decide by Monday. So this COVID time is going to be completely life-changing for our family. Just as a backstory, my husband and I were the only two corporate photographers for a sports organization. And as you can imagine, COVID-19 has changed a lot of professional sports. I was there two and a half months shy of 15 years and my husband has been there for 30 years. So although we probably never would have left on our own, this is probably going to be a good thing. I'm most scared about finding health insurance on our own, but the severance for 30 years of service will pay the bills for quite a while. And technically, we could go back next year when things are back to normal. I've always floated around the idea of opening a photography business with my husband, but it's very uncomfortable slash easy to stay in a job where scary things like finding insurance and regular paychecks are taken care of. I feel like the layoff is like the baby bird getting nudged out of the nest. If there was a perfect time to have this as my main hustle, when else would it be if not now? I've listened to every episode of Side Hustle School and I have the creative ideas. Now I just need to stop dreaming while looking at Pinterest and make this happen. Thanks for your words. It's making me feel more confident and reassured already. So this is interesting to me, Sarah, because no one would want to have this time happen. No one would have asked to have their job end in that way for whatever right. period of time. But she's turning lemons into lemonade. She's kind of making a radical change. Well, and it feels like this is something that a lot of people are going to be going through right now. A lot of people are going to be making potentially radical changes. It's a fascinating time. And it'll be interesting to see how our lives unfold once things return to whatever normal looks like. Yes. 
Good luck and let us know how it goes. Yes. Okay, it's time for From the Treadmill Desk Sub, where we talk about what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's how to dress for a Zoom meeting. Everyone in Hollywood and all over the world is now doing everything on Zoom. (laughs) It's important to look professional, but how professional? And what looks the best when you're only being seen from the waist up? We need answers. So we're calling on a woman who knows all about fashion, Allison Fanger. Allison is best known for her costume design work on the popular Netflix series Grace and Frankie, starring Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Sam Waterston, and Martin Sheen. Allison is a four-time Emmy nominee and two-time Costume Designers Guild nominee. She's been obsessed with fashion and design since her childhood in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Allison merged her love of fashion and design with a natural talent for understanding character and vision and character motivations. And she's also really good at handling neurotic writers. We know that from personal experience. Allison was is our costume designer on The Fix, and she'll be one of our first calls the next time we get a show greenlit. Welcome, Allison. Hi, Allison. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for coming today. Well, I'm super happy to be here. We are desperate for your help, so (laughs) we are so glad you're here. Three months ago, we couldn't have imagined that we would be consulting you for advice on Zoom fashion, but here we are. Well, I'm happy to be here, happy to help in any way I can. (laughs) It's a good question. Yeah. I mean, we talk on the show all the time about what to wear to meetings, but now that we're doing Zoom meetings, it feels like we should be wearing something different. I was saying to Sarah, I just would feel stupid wearing a blazer and a nice blouse to sit in front of my computer. Yeah. So what do you think we should wear? What will look good, make us stand out, but still casual enough, but not too casual? Yeah. I was thinking about this after you guys contacted me with this question, and I think it's a really good question. We all have to think about this new way. And I started to realize that what we're kind of doing at home in our own environments, recreating what I think about when I think about what's in a frame of a show, and I think about Mm -hmm. what's going to be in the scene, and how much you're going to see and what the action is, you have to kind of consider all of those elements to get your best visual impact in this small little square that we're all in. Right. Yes. If you think about, you know, the background matters also as much as what you're wearing, because if you're, you know, people are looking at the picture. So and I'm grimacing right now because my background is not good. I need to get on that today. I know. No, I'm thinking like, okay, I actually have to hang pictures in my office now. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Allison, Allison. Your background, we should mention, is gorgeous. Yeah. Thank you. It's a good background for this kind of a thing, right? So I just think that's something that should always be taken into consideration because it's that small amount of visual impact that you get. It's such a tiny square, right? Yes. So the background is important. And I think that when I have just a small amount of space to dress someone, like if I know it's just going to be a head and shoulders kind of shot, a collar is really nice to have. Mm. Because it just gives a little more than like a t-shirt or something. I'm in a t-shirt right now, but like Normally when I'm doing a Zoom, I wear a collared shirt. Like even if it's a casual collared shirt, like a great denim shirt is always good. Denim mm-hmm. shirts is always one of my favorite things. Your old most favorite denim shirt. And those have been in my meetings with people. I always find myself really attracted to that. It's got good texture. Mm-hmm. It's just like a nice, it's got a good color. So I think you want to do color and not black, which we all wear so much black. Okay, so not black. Yeah. And what about things like 
earrings and scarves, should we be accessorizing or is it better to be simple? Yeah, I think that the earrings are nice as long as they're not too over the top. I mean, like I said before, you only get a small square. So anything you can do to add to it. I normally put on my hoops and a top. I also wore, I did like a SCAD panel for some students at the Savannah College of Art and Design. And I wore a collared silk shirt that had a nice print on it, like a springy print, just because I knew they were like visual people because they're students of fashion. Right. I thought that looked really good the denim shirt. I just think a collar and a little jewelry, nothing too distracting. And I thought about the scarf thing. And people Mm. have asked me about the scarf thing too, because sometimes women of a certain age get self-conscious about what they're seeing on their neck. Exactly. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to say the collar distracts from that too. Okay. And where you put the height of your computer is makes a difference with that too and your light. It's like all of that stuff that we didn't have to think about, but all of that makes a difference. But a collar helps with that. I think a scarf is a little much possibly in the small square. I haven't tried it. I've thought about trying it. I said to someone who was worried about their neck, I was like, throw a scarf on it. But really, I think the better idea is to just reposition yourself a little bit too and wear a collar. I will say the nice thing about Zoom, we had this as a Hollywood hack recently, is they have the touch-up appearance feature. Yes, Which smooths out a lot. I know, that is good. (laughs) It's a brilliant feature. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it could be even better. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Allison, what about glasses? Like, I wear glasses every day. You right now are wearing amazing readers, Caddis, and that's spelled... Caddis, my fave, friends. C-A-D-D-I-S. Oh, okay. Two Ds, one S. Okay. C-A-D-D-I-S. Yeah. And what do you think, like, should glasses be more bold right now, less bold? Any thoughts on that? I love a bold frame. I'm wearing a bold frame right now. I think it looks really good in the Zoom, too, as long as it's not too reflective. I always make sure to clean my glasses before I start a Zoom. Mm -hmm. They make an aviator style also. That is more with a metal frame that's tinted. Those look good too, depending on what you're wearing. Like when I did the thing with the SCAD students, I wore a pair of like rose-colored gold-framed aviator readers, and those looked great with what I was wearing, you know? So just kind of got to think about the full picture and sit down and look at yourself in the frame before anyone pops on and um, see what's working for you. But I like a glasses. I just think it adds a little something. Because what you were saying, like, it, if you don't feel like you want to put on a blazer when you're at right. home in your house, yeah. it just feels wrong. Yeah. I have a very specific question to me, Allison, because <laughs> my office is a bright color. It's like a bright green, okay, which is where I do all of my Zoom meetings. Mm-hmm. And I've been looking at shirts to get. And I almost bought a red shirt. And I'm like, am I going to look like Christmas? Like, what should I be wearing for a green background? It's a beautiful color green. Yeah. I don't want to be, like, fluorescent. You don't want to fight with the green. Because if you already have a bold color in your background, then you probably want to pick something potentially even more neutral. Okay. Is it flat or is it any pattern or photos or pictures or anything up on the wall? No, I'm going to put up pictures now inspired by, since I didn't realize I was production designing my office, (laughs) I should have. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to put up pictures Mm -hmm. and then I should be more kind of neutral in what I'm wearing because I have a bright background. Yeah. I think, or 
How bright is the green? Liz, how bright does it look? Because you see it on Zoom when we're on meetings together. It doesn't look all that bright to me. Okay. And I'm guessing a lot of our listeners have a brighter background, not just a neutral. Yeah. I think if it's bright, you just don't want to fight it. So I would just walk in there with whatever. I think avoiding red was a good idea. (laughs) Okay. And what about white on Zoom? Does it just depend on your background? It depends on your background. I mean, white's always good. White, a little off-white. And Sarah, if you want to send me your green color of your wall, I will be happy to give you some suggestions. It's just hard for me to suggest unless I actually see I it. totally will. That would be amazing. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. You're welcome. <laughs> I have You're a personal welcome. consultation <laughs> yes. with an Emmy-nominated designer. This is so exactly. exciting. Now production designer, <laughs> DP, and costume yes. designer yeah. of frames on Zoom. <laughs> okay, one last question, Allison. We're curious, do you think fashion is going to change in general due to the pandemic? Oh, oh my gosh. Well, That is such a good and big question because fashion was already changing. I mean, the accessibility of fashion was changing. The nature of shopping was already changing. Mm -hmm. Everything was moving more online and not so brick and mortar. First of all, there's going to be a lot of lines that don't make it after this. Right. Um, Yeah. Right. People are just losing so much business. So that will be interesting and that'll be a change. And then there's also the factor of people are not going to want to go to stores even more than they used to not want to go to stores. And there's going to be even more online. It'll probably just accelerate that. They'll probably also be, there was an idea that I was reading about of, you know, having showrooms where you could go that are smaller and then you order things Mm. from an online warehouse, basically, oh. instead of malls. I think all of that was already kind of going away, and it's just going to accelerate that. Interesting. As far as fashion goes, gosh, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. Maybe there'll be, like, already the mask thing is becoming fashion. Right. Mm-hmm. People are, yes. like, so many designers are doing masks, and I think that's a good way for them to stay afloat right now. I like to support the smaller lines that I think are really going to struggle right now that I like a lot. I'm going to plug right now. My friend Molly Pepper just dropped off last night a bunch of masks that she made that are fantastic. Oh, I will look them up as soon yeah. as we're done. I do need it. And masks. they're in stock. Yeah, She's in stock. Great. I did order from some other places that were also kind of small. And I think they just got kind of overwhelmed and they never came. Okay. Literally, Molly's in stock. She's got a bunch and they're really cute. So check them out. Okay. And they got a filter you can put in and change out. They're good. Um, Oh, great. Oh, very cool. We will. Great tip. That's like a thing that's interesting that's happening. I think gloves could become a thing. Potentially. Yeah. Because, you know, people are not wanting to touch things. And I don't know, it just depends how long this goes on. I don't know what it's going to be like when we're all back in production. Uh, Yes. That's going to be fascinating. Yes. Well, Allison... Thank you so much. This was incredibly helpful. I have been perusing so many websites, but I decided I wasn't going to buy one shirt until I talked to you, (laughs) which I'm glad about because of the whole collar thing that really shapes my thinking. And I'm going to go online and get a denim shirt. (laughs) Get a good (laughs) denim shirt. Thank you. Get a good like old school one, like a good one with texture and even look on like vintage sites because you might find something that has good aging to it. You know what I mean? Okay. Yes. And I think like a little scarf could be good as long as it doesn't feel like here's me and my scarf. Like you just don't want to overdo that because it can be a lot. And those little scarves like Madewell and J. Crew have good little ones. You know what I mean? Yes. 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 Okay. Check them out. 
Thank you, Allison. You're welcome. It's good to it's see so you nice guys. To talk to you. Oh, you too. <laughs> and I'll send you a picture of my green wall. Do it. You still have my number, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Just text it to me. Do you have thoughts on dressing for Zoom meetings? We want to hear them. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Coming up, we'll talk about how the word eventually can help us through this bizarre time. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, it's time for our Take a Hike segment where we talk about physical, mental, or spiritual health. And this week, it's mental health. Specifically, we're going to talk about the notion of eventually and how it can help us through this strange and stressful time. Sarah, explain where this idea came from. Yeah, so this week, Violet and I delivered sourdough starter to some of the families in her class. And we saw a couple of her friends from afar, like Violet was in the car and I rolled down the window and they were in the yard and they got to talk to each other, but they couldn't get close to each other. They couldn't hug each other. It was like heartbreaking because Mm. they so wanted to hug. Never has Violet wanted to hug someone as much (laughs) as she wanted to hug her friends. And afterwards, I really thought she would be upset. I was like, okay, now we're going to have to troubleshoot the reaction to this Mm -hmm. and whatever. But instead, she had a very circumspect reaction. What did she say? As we're driving home, she said, eventually I'll be able to hug my friends again. And then she sort of expanded this awareness of the notion of eventually to all of these other things that she wants. Like she's desperate for a reborn doll that drinks and pees, which <laughs> costs literally like a thousand dollars and uh-huh. she's never going to get one. Yeah. But she was like, eventually when I'm an adult, I can buy my own reborn doll that drinks and pees. Eventually I can get a dog when I want to. Eventually I can have a real baby. Eventually I can get another hoverboard because hers went in the pool. <laughs> it was kind of fascinating and lovely. Yeah, it's really nice to just remind ourselves when we're feeling frustrated and even anxious and depressed that eventually this time will end and we will be able to do all the things that we love to do and see the people who we love. Eventually. Eventually. But it will happen. Yes. Now, Liz, what are you most looking forward to being able to do eventually? I really want to take the trip to Hawaii that we had planned for spring break. I fantasize about it. I really, (laughs) I think about it. I don't dream about it. I wish I dreamed about it. And also, I want to go to dinner parties. I would say I want to have 
people over and entertain, except, of course, I'm so sick of our house. I want to go right. to other people's houses. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to entertain. I'm sure everyone feels the same way. Totally. So eventually, Sarah, I will do these things again. Yes. What about you? What are you looking forward to eventually? Eventually, I'm weirdly, I'm really looking forward to be able to just like work with you in the same room. It is so much easier. <laughs> yes. I'm really looking forward to doing that eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And going to other people's houses sounds just divine. And then hiking. Yes. Like, I just want to go on a hike. Yes. I'm tired of my whole neighborhood. <laughs> I can't wait until we can do Fryman Canyon again. Yes. Yes. Anyway, so this week, our take a hike is wisdom from a seven-year-old. Just remember, it may take weeks or months. We really don't know. But eventually, all these things we miss will return to our lives, we think, we hope. So just hang on to eventually. And we want to know, what are you most looking forward to eventually having back in your life? We love hearing from you all. Email us or send a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Next up, a Hollywood hack that will make all your Zoom groups even better. But first, this break. Okay, Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. Bring in an expert. And this was inspired by your mother's book club. Yes. Yeah, so my mom has had a book club since the late 80s. Um, believe it or not, they have read <laughs> so many books. One thing they started doing, which really enhanced the book group, is they have a moderator. They bring in someone, a teacher or a professor, to sort of lead the discussion about the book and that person can tell them about the author, sort of knows how to elevate the discussion. And it's been great for them. Yeah, it's such a brilliant idea. And sort of inspired by that, we thought in this time when everyone's doing Zooms and house parties and they're starting all of these like clubs and cooking groups and baking groups and mahjong groups, yes. just as an example, why not bring in an expert to the groups that you're starting and doing now online? Yeah, like we were thinking you could get a cooking teacher and then share the expense with, say, six other people and do a Zoom cooking class. And it really wouldn't be that expensive if you all shared it. Yeah, if you split the cost for the sourdough bread expert, for yes. example. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll end up with even better sourdough bread, and it doesn't cost that much. It's such a great idea. Yeah. So thank you, Karen Craft. Yes, bring in an expert. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thanks to the brilliant Allison Fanger for joining us today. You can find her on Instagram at Allison Fanger. And I love her photos of Grace and Frankie, Sarah. I'm obsessed oh with my her God. Instagram. Totally. Thank you to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed, who is the king of remote recording. Thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. 
And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Do the Thing from Whole30's Melissa Urban. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. And remember to vote for Happier with Gretchen Rubin. It's nominated for a Webby in the Health and Wellness category, and today's the last day to vote. The link to vote is in our show notes on happierinhollywood.com. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Kraft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. So, Chuck, are you hearing Violet or do I need, or not? Do you? I hear little bits, but uh, it's it's okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, okay. All right. From the Onward Project.